Good whatever time of the day it is you happen to be listening. This is the PNA Podcast Express coming to you recorded from the STD, the Silver Tavern in Deckerville. I'm Adam Filkins. With me as always is Phil Nickel. And uh, boy, what a show we have lined up that we don't know what we're bringing you. Yeah, our pre-show meeting went so well that I'm excited about this show. It was so fast when you don't have one. My pre-show meeting consisted of, uh, I think I'm on my fourth or fifth pint of PBR. Yeah, I'm on my second or third, and I'm down a basket of fries and wings. Wingies. Wingies. Adam wanted wingies. Wingies. And uh, (laughs) Adam's been taking care of business, so I've been sitting here left to my own vices. So I've just been drinking beer and staring at my microphone. Well, there's worse things you could do. (laughs) I'm I'm not sure what those are. I don't know either, especially in public, I guess. Uh, Well, you know. (sighs) Gay! Yep, pretty much. Yeah, you you nailed it. You summed it up right there. So, any gear grinds? Anything? Uh, anything? I know oh, you I, got gear grinds. I got a whole sack of them, but we'll we'll digress. <laughs> you got a whole sack of gear grinds. I can tell. Yeah, just uh, you know, ready to just totally grind up gears. You, you probably got some karate kicks to the crotch too, huh? Yeah. Do you have anything for my friend? Is a dick, and here's why. I've got a whole bag of dicks too. Oh, eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> Oh, Still a boy. T-shirt I'm looking for, by the way. There's a, a Dick's Driving in Seattle's, well, famous there. They've got a couple locations, but that was their slogan, and they had a T-shirt that just said, eat a bag of dicks. You know, there is Johnson's Meat Market that has a, we want our meat in your mouth. <laughs> That's always, and then I remember in Michigan here, Farmer Pete, you can't beat Farmer Pete's meat. That's what it said on the side of their trucks. Do you remember that? I do. You can't beat Farmer Pete's meat. You know, um, there was a... Uh, I just derailed. Mm. Totally derailed. Nice. Wow. Normally that's my department. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> What's going on here? Well, when you carry a big bag of dicks. Bag of and dicks and kicks gear to grinds. the crotch and gear grinds. And they're just slapping together. They're just slapping each other all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just getting angrier. It's sure. making the dicks angry, it's making the crotches angry, it's making the gear grinds angry. At this point, it just sounds like a big bag of broken glass. <laughs> oh, wait. There we go. That's the one I was looking for. Yeah. Wow, well, I, I'm a terrible producer. <laughs> <laughs> you had a 25% chance of getting that right. <laughs> and I got it wrong. Yep. At least I didn't hit this one. Oh, wait. We're fine. Gay! <laughs> At least you didn't go this route. I love that drop so much. That's my favorite drop that we have. That That is pretty cool. So, any emails this week? I don't think so. By the way, you can email us at uh, Tuscolapalooza. No, I meant a PNA Podcast Express at gmail.com or, or pineapple nipple arsehole at gmail.com. Yes, that's all one word pineapple nipple arsehole at gmail.com. Or if you don't want to type that in, go PNA Podcast Express at gmail.com. And Adam's checking the email right now. And wh- how about that video we did with the old guys rocking, though? That released this week. It did. And, it, I, you know, it was a lot of fun to do and probably even more fun to watch. Uh, Eric did a great job. He did. Editing that and putting it all together. And um, we've, we've also put together, we're going to do a podcast with Eric and, and uh, Mike from Old Guys Rocking. Yeah, uh, coming up in the near future here, we'll be doing one. That ought to be From the Tiki Bar. From, from the, the Tiki Bar, it'll be yeah. Tiki. The, uh, Aloha! The West West Side. The West Side! West Side! 
last time we were there, it rained cats and dogs. So, it's yeah, all. it it looked like it was going to get pretty nasty, but the uh, nasty. the Vassar vortex the kept Vassar, it from happening. The Vassar vortex. That's true. It's a weather phenomenon known as the Vassar vortex. So I, I do have, uh, you know, I'm going to be taking over the announcing duties for a you said local duty. Yeah. <laughs> For a uh, local high school football team, the last person that did it did it for like 29 years or yes, something like that. Yes, let's just say that they are called, their mascot is the Redskin Potatoes. Yes, and uh, I've got big shoes to fill with that. Uh, even though you wear size 13s? Yeah, and he probably wears significantly smaller shoes, but they're still really stretched out and going to be tough to fill. Yeah, very stretched out. It reminds me of my love life. It's always stretched out, and I can't fill it up. <laughs> even when it's not. <laughs> Even when it's not. We don't have any guests here tonight because I guess no one cares. Yeah, we're flying solo. No, and we're boring. Oh, I'm boring solo. Yeah, I we're, guess. we're five minutes in. Is that good enough? Yeah, that's good. Is, I, is I don't have, I've, I've run out of care. things to talk about. <laughs> you know, I had a whole list of things. I know. And then you've and had then a few like, things come up. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, the shit just started flowing. So I was feverishly texting people today, being like, hey, how, do you any have any, like, topics for the podcast tonight and i texted like eight people and no one even no one cares it was just crickets we could just do two quick trips like actual quick trips like like 15 minutes each yeah and be like there you go there There you have it. there you have it (laughs) this was a shameless this was just amping those numbers up for episodes yeah just uh because we got a schedule here no one cares in a witch of quality content anymore what day? What day was it? The October ninth. October ninth. That we decided would uh, be the hundredth episode. One hundredth episode. Ex- no. Yes, October ninth, the one hundredth Saturday. Yes. It is the one hundredth episode extravaganzathon. Extravaganzathon. Yes. First annual. Yes, in celebration of Chris Mahana Kwanzaa. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Chris Mahana Kwanzaa to us. Yes. you got to get Festivus in there. Yes, we will have an alum- aluminum pole here and an airing of grievances. Oh, the airing of grievances is my favorite part. I I've got to- a lots of problems with a lots of you people. <laughs> I used to be good with the feats of strength, not so much anymore. Not so much. The feats of strength are just, oh, we're terrible. I'm here. Uh, I'm here. That's a feat in itself. It's the agony of defeat. You know... Six wings go down pretty easy. Forty chicken nuggets, not oh, so much. Oh lord, we don't have a food challenge tonight. Well, you did bring jerky. Yeah, I did bring jerky for a taste test of jerky. Yeah, we um. Well, biltong, biltong. Yes, St- still waiting. Dried meats, dried and cured meats. Remember? Or or smoked, dried, cured, or smoked meats. That yes. was the policy, wasn't it? Yes. Or any meats, preferably beef. I mean, we did. Remember when we buggered off and tried turkey? I could. Uh, I could always have the wife make up some uh, pot roast. <laughs> I see what you did there, and I love it. Actually, her pot roast is pretty damn good. So. She doesn't listen to the podcast anyway. No, no. It's beautiful because Mary loves the podcast, and she supports us all fully. But she says, I'm not listening to that shit. No. She's like, if I want to listen to you guys, I would try and talk to you. She has to ride to and from events with us, and she's just like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's a saint. She really is. <laughs> I mean, 
there's not a lot of people who would be like, yeah, I don't listen to what you do, but go do it. Just go. <laughs> I don't care. Just go do it. Does it make you happy? Yes, go do it. Yeah, See, that's I, a good relationship, though. It she is. She just says, I don't care about it, I don't like it, but does it make you happy? Yes. All right, go do yep. it. She's like, I'm completely apathetic about it, but you go do what you got to do. It, it seems to make you you come back in a better mood most of the time. I mean, Yeah, this might be the exception to that rule, but... Boy, I'm not a good producer either. I hit the space where the button wasn't about three times. I see times. that. I'm like, what the f*** are you doing? So, October 9th. October 9th, go on. Is that going to be approximately 7 p.m. kickoff time? Yeah, I think 7, 7-ish. I think 7-ish is good. Um, we're yeah. not going to do four hours this time. I mean, you never know. Last well, time we were only going to do like an hour. We are like... We should do an hour, maybe two. If they got those shots, we might be four again. Four hours later. Four hours later. <laughs> People are still talking. How the fuck did you get a four-hour pod? I don't know. It just sort of happened. I think we had to split it into two parts. At one point, I was just drunk hanging out at the bar watching everybody do the podcast. Well, we will have to try a live. <laughs> did you see what I did there? I did, and I'm going to need more beer. Should I kill it and then bring it back to life? <laughs> Yes. It's the, I've trapped a fly underneath the, the, the beer pitcher. There you go. Boop. Remember the night, the first night we did that? Sprinkle some salt on it. Yeah, nobody believed me. No, and it did. It started twitching and itching. and Oh, there's the fly, and there it is. He's already prancing around. Look at that. Salt oh. is amazing. Salt <laughs> it has healing properties. It is obvious to me that you cannot have too much salt in your diet. It's good for the heart. Yes. Good for the soul. It's good for the heart. Good for the soul. It's You're welcome, a, Fly. It's, it's salt is like the anti um, the anti old country buffet. <laughs> <laughs> which we we went down to Port Huron Saturday. Yeah, which was a, I'll, I'll I'll go into this rant. Oh, in a minute. tell a story. Oh, tell us a story. So Hercules, we're Hercules, driving by Hercules. and I'm like, oh look, there's old country buffet and it's just an empty lot now because mm-hmm. it's gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody's like. <gasps> Even though I'm like, you guys never wanted to eat there because you thought the chocolate fountain was gross. Until we got there, and then the kids had, like, their hands in it. You they, know. they take their shoes off and their feet are in it. Yeah. And everything <laughs> they're, they're sitting on the uh, on the second rung with their feet in the bottom just rung. dangling it. <laughs> dipping marshmallows and strawberries in it, just eating it like they're <laughs> Greek god. <laughs> Pound cake and shit. <laughs> this is like, hey, give, give me one right give a treat. Their butt's the actually chocolate. sitting in the chocolate that's yeah. flowing. Just like, and we mm. think it's chocolate still. Hooray! <laughs> oh, those things are just a germ fest. Nasty. You yeah. nasty. I yeah. think I think that... Yeah, I think you're right. I think the days of the buffet are definitely numbered with everything going on in the world today. <laughs> They've always been kind of nasty. But, I, you know, here's the thing. Anytime I've ever willingly went to a buffet, I was really drunk. And it seemed like a good idea, and it was. Although the Chinese buffet back in college, that was that was different. College is different, though. In life, um, when you're in college, you want to get the most food you possibly can for the least amount of money, just because that's college. Let's face it. If you're doing the Chinese thing, you might as well do a buffet, because you're eating cat, and you're not discerning anyways. Me? Ow. No more cats, Chang, until you pay up. <laughs> I want meow, meow, meow. I I love the 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 <laughs> I love the fortune cookie that just says that wasn't chicken. 
Oh. Oh, no. So anyway, you probably saw on Facebook, I had a memory that I just shared of me rolling the tractor. Yes, I did. And, I, uh, I want to talk more about that. I don't think I've ever told that story. No, you have not. So <laughs> my first summer out of high school, I got a job with the road commission. And they, they always hired kids that were either, you know, going off to college or college kids for the summer as, as a, you know, a, a summer employment thing. And I, I suppose they were thinking, you know, these kids are in college. They're going to be, you know, they're not going to be yippity yahoos. They're going to be upstanding citizens. Little did they know. <laughs> Plot <laughs> twist. Three hours later. Uh, yes. Little did they know. You know, you can, you can, there's volumes, there's college courses on little did they know or little did he know or little did she know. Um, I just, I broke a lot of shit that summer for the road commission and it ulti- it culminated in the ultimate of me rolling a, ch- a fucking tractor into the ditch it's on a its good side. Thing, it's a good thing they did have the roll bar. Yeah. I mean, because... Because old Philly Philly might not be here today if it weren't well, for the roll bar. Well, it didn't look like it went on its top, just on its side. It went on its side and here's the story. So, so... I had gotten into some trouble at the end of my high school life. Really? Yeah. And it could have been big legal trouble, but thankfully the people had mercy. They could have pressed charges. And ultimately, it came down to seven people voting, and four voted not to press charges, and three wanted to. (laughs) That's how close it was. Yikes. So I had a debt to repay. So for the summer after high school, I I was milking cows, I was working for the road commission, and I was roofing. And that's why when I graduated high school, I weighed 230 pounds. And I went, when I went to college in the fall, I weighed 187. So were the roofies the reason why you rolled the tractor? Oh, you were roofing. No, rails. It, it, it's, it was rails. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line from the, the end of the... Rails. Oh, it, it was rails. <laughs> and uh, how Eric conveniently put that in there after I interviewed Flint Santa and asking him about how, the energy, how he keeps his energy up. Rails. Oh, it, it was rails. <laughs> Like, I caught that. I'm like, that was yeah. the best edit ever. So, so anyhow, I'm out mowing ditch banks, and I was already on thin ice because they thought that I was suspect as far as being a good person, which, you know, it's debatable. Um, I mean, I like to fuck shit up. I think we've established that. Yeah, well, you have a flamethrower. And I've never purposely hurt anyone. No. Like, never purposely hurt anyone. No. Um, but I like to fuck shit up. So they watched me like a hawk all summer, and I happened to be, we happened to be mowing the roadside on a, a road just outside of town, and I went to turn around, and I like popped out halfway into the road and stopped because a car was coming. What was the cop, the town cop here, just out for his jaunt, apparently four miles out of town because it's your tax dollars at work, which that son of a bitch is dead now, which, fuck him. Okay. You know, he was an asshole anyway when he was alive, and he's probably still an asshole wherever he is, hopefully burning in hell. But anyway, very likely. I almost pulled out in front of him, so he, you know, kind of skated by, honked the horn. So I get the tractor stuck about two hours later on a ditch bank because I hit a gopher hole essentially with the front tire, and I stopped because I have, you know, I'm, I drive things. I drive. I've driven everything from tractors to any vehicle you've ever mentioned, anything on the water to space shuttles. To yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I've driven a space shuttle. I mean. I was only like nine years old, and it was at a museum, and it was it was a simulator. But I, I landed. It was it just one of those fine. that went in a circle at the fair. Yeah, it was sponsored by KFC. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, <laughs> but hey, I completed the mission. Same. Yes, but 
So I, I talked to the guy who was mowing with me, because they always sent us out in pairs. And you know I'm somewhat of an intelligent person. And I said, yep. this tractor's teetering on the edge. I need to pull you to pull me out, because if we, I try to do anything, it's just going to roll. And I said, we need to hook it up high, like hook it up on the three-point, the drawbar, the three-point hitch, raise it all the way up. That way it's less of a pivot point. Yep. Pivot point is what we call that, folks. That's basic science. That's a lever. Okay. The guy that I was driving with insisted we needed to hook it to the drawbar, which if you know anything about tractors, the drawbar is one of the lowest points you can hook to right behind the fucking thing. And he went around and around with me, and I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'll get on the goddamn thing. You hook it to the drawbar. We'll see what happens. Because, as I said, I like to fuck shit up. Yeah. So he goes to pull me, and lo and behold, within two seconds, the fucking tractor just starts to roll. Oh, so boy. I had a roll bar there. So I basically covered my my face with my hands and pressed it up against the roll bar and rode it out. Well, I just remember that one of the guys that lived nearby, uh, he's a good family friend and everything, he was out there observing the whole thing, and I just remember him yelling my name after the tractor rolled because I needed a second to collect myself, so I didn't, like, pop right up like, you know, surprise! I sat there and, you know, made sure that made sure that my shorts were still in somewhat non-soiled condition. Yep. And... I sat there for a good couple of minutes, but he was just yelling, and a couple other people were just, like, screaming. Like, oh, my God. And I, and I popped up. I'm like, I'm fine. Like, I knew it was going to happen. I was braced for it. So then that motherfucking cop comes out with an old, a gentleman who had worked for the county for years but had retired, Roy, Roy Goheen. Fuck him. I'll say his name on air. He's dead anyway. And uh, the first thing he said to me is, oh, these guys were screwing around. I knew this was going to happen. Not... And this is a police officer and a, a gentleman in his probably 60s at the time. Not, oh, my God, are you okay? It was, oh, they were screwing around and we knew this was going to happen. And, you know, I pulled out the line that I always pull out. Fuck you, dude. And I said, I wasn't screwing around. And then the other guy, Jeff, who was there, the family friend who watched the whole thing, is like, no, they weren't screwing around. They were doing their job. They were just trying to pull the fucking tractor out. Like, and so I said to both those guys, I'm like, you know what? Just fucking get the fuck out of here. And, of course, by then the county had come and they brought the big truck to pull it back up on its wheels. And uh, the only thing, and, of course, the big boss who read me the riot act before I even started, it said, I don't want any shit from you this summer. You're, you know, you're a bad egg. You've caused all this trouble and you're a felon practically and everything else. Like, he asked me, he's like, dude, you can take the rest of the day off. And I said, fuck no. He said, does it run? Yeah. Fuck you then. I hopped in the tractor, drove it to my mom's house, which was half a mile away, pulled it in the yard. Fix the fucking mower, and I finished my goddamn day mowing. And I said, fuck you and fuck all you assholes. And that was the story of that. Well, let it never be said that Phil doesn't fix what he fucks up. That's right. I always fix what I fuck up. I unfuck what I fuck up. Yeah. So, but Roy Goheen was the guy who, my grandfather, one of the best men you will ever meet. One of the most religious, one of the most faithful men you will ever meet. He worked for the county for 47 years. And this guy always made fun of my grandfather because at lunch, my grandpa would stop his truck, eat his lunch, and read the Bible every day. And he made fun of him for that. Really? Yes. Yep. Yep. So you know what? Fuck him. Yeah, that is And then pretty he's shitty. the one that came out and accused me of, oh, he was, these guys, I knew it. They were screwing around. He almost pulled out in front of me earlier, which I did, but I stopped. And it was accidental. It wasn't me screwing around. I was mowing, concentrating on mowing the roadside. Went to turn. 
Saw a car, stopped plenty of time. Didn't expect to see a cop five miles out of town. Right. A town cop, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I like to go look at the ducks. You like to look at the ducks on the taxpayer's dime. Yeah. Who's the fucking bad guy here? So anyway, so like I said, we pulled that shits back up on its wheels, and uh, I kept mowing the rest of the day. There was another guy that worked for the county, too, at the time that accused me of some other shit. Um, his precious daughter... Um, smashed up her car and he accused me of doing it because that night we were at a party and I moved her car from up front to like back behind the barn at the place we're at and the next day there was a dent a big old dent in it and I didn't cause that because trust me these I would have known if I hit something yeah you'd have fucked it up not just dented it right you goddamn right I would have fucking smashed the shit shit out of it yeah smashed that piece of shit and then walked away hell yeah yeah and uh so he accused me of that so he he already thought I was a fucking bad piece of shit, whatever. So the one day, he was out with me, and he drove the truck, and we were putting on cold patch, which is that... I always said the line, they're putting that shit on the road again. That's the shit you drive through, goes... Yeah. <laughs> Sticks you know, all up in your wheel wells like They're and putting shit. that shit on the road again. We loaded up his truck, his big old truck. It was, it was almost 100 degrees that day, and I put on just by myself, more than anybody else had ever put on a crew of two... I put on four ton of coal patch that day myself while he drove the fucking truck all day. And he kept saying, holy shit, are you okay? I'm like, keep going. Keep fucking going. You want to call me a piece of shit and say I don't know what hard work is? You sat in the fucking truck all day. Yeah. So, yeah, a little bit of whatever there. So, my, my time with the county was not good. It does not sound like it. And uh, it was. I had fucked up. I fucked some shit up, but I repaid every dime. I made everything right. And I worked my fucking ass off to make sure I did that. And here we are. And, you know, for a uh, Sandlight County kid, that's more than most would do. Yeah, absolutely. The and then vast I went majority. Off to, and then I went off to college, paid my own way, and got a fucking degree. And here we are. So <laughs> Sitting in Deckerville, doing yeah, a podcast doing a for podcast, free. Drinking beer for free. <laughs> Why don't we go put some of that shit on the road? <laughs> Why don't we go roll a tractor? So my uh, my oldest son had a... But how many people can say they rolled a tractor? Pretty that, fucking badass. Well, a lot of people can't say shit after doing that, but... That's right. Most can't. You're right. And yet... Here we are. Phil rolled a tractor and died. And yet he survived. Did you see the, my shit-eating grin on my face in that, in that picture? Yes. But of course, I'm, I'm 18 years old and weighed, like I said, I weighed about 195 then. That's why I was like, who the hell is that kid? <laughs> right? That guy was dead sexy. He probably could have gotten some fucking ass back then, but he didn't. Yeah, I imagine the dudes were lined up. Oh, everywhere, dude. You don't even know, man. So my uh, my oldest had, I don't want to say a similar situation, but right. you know, he's busted his ass all summer basically digging trenches for a sprinkler company down. They, they work a lot down in, like, Rochester, where, where people can afford sprinkler systems. Right. Or want to take care of their lawn. Yeah. So... <laughs> He recently worked for somebody, and uh, I'll let them remain nameless, but he recently worked for somebody, and they basically said afterwards they didn't pay him squat. Right. And then said, well, he obviously has never worked outside before. And in the meantime, he's covered in poison ivy because they sent him into basically a poison ivy field. Hooray! And said, hey, pull that stuff. Ha! <laughs> yeah. And uh, he actually had to get a steroid shot and is right. on steroids. For, because of the all the antihistamine. Right. The histamine. And all the histamine. And uh, so, yeah, he... And 
he started back to college this week and is supposed to start wrestling practice. But he's on the roids. But he's on the roids. <laughs> and uh, which will, I'm sure, give him no benefit whatsoever. But, right. Um, but, yeah, he uh, that kind of pissed me off. That, that pissed me off, too. You know, it's like I know the work ethic he has. He, he's not a college athlete because he's lazy. Well, you know, you know the whole reason why I do as much as I do. When I was a kid, my aunt on the farm called me lazy over and over again so i've i've made it my life life's mission to make sure no one can ever say that about me again so i i've made my life's mission to have fun doing whatever the hell i'm doing well i'm working on that oh yeah so like even at work i we, i had a meeting today and your we were, work seems like i want to come work with you but you're like no no phil no. you just said your mantra is you like to fuck shit up yeah yeah Anyway, uh, I don't think Linda's paying attention. Do you want a you want a postscript to that story? Yes. So not a postscript, but a subscript. This is more of a subscript. So the guy who like identified his little princess's car, apparently, um, she was like the the girl that I like just had a huge crush on and like obsessed over. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And beautiful, just she's beautiful. She's just gorgeous. Even now today, like I saw her in a grocery store the other day, and I'm just like. How the fuck? Holy shit. But anyway, she married a dude, and I got in trouble for, you know, some shenanigans, some theft, and stuff like that in high school. I was working for a gas station, and I was stealing, skimming off the top. Got caught, paid it all back, whatever. Uh, her, allegedly, this is allegedly, I can't say this for sure, but I'm, I have in good faith that I, this is good information. Her husband, like, apparently was, was grifting, like, one of the, the local uh, co-ops, because he's a farmer. For hundreds of thousands of dollars and never got in trouble for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Like mine was mine was mine was a couple of cases of oil and maybe a grand, you know? So we had an interesting when I used to work in banking, and I'll yeah. I'll keep the bank confidential. There's still a lot of people that work there that I like, so Allegedly. I, I won't uh, I won't sell them out. So a bank that I used to work for we hired a loan guy from another bank. Right. An ag, an ag loan specialist. And one day, a couple of times I had calls that I had to go, like, confident, or, like, right. seal off computers. Yeah, yeah. You've told, you, we talked about this offline before. Well, on, off air. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So I, had to, I got a call, and, hey, you need to go over, and uh, there'll be some police involved, and you're going to have to, you know, make sure that they get what they need. And the least likely person that you would ever see getting any kind of trouble is being hauled away in cuffs. Isn't that wild? And, uh, I mean, super nice guy, just, just easy going. The odd thing was, like, a week after he was arrested and it was found out that he'd done a bunch of bad loans and, like, right. basically he was giving loans to people that had no intent, big loans, with no intent to pay them back. And, you know, of course... It's not illegal to receive a loan, so these no, people... No, it's not illegal. They didn't do anything wrong. No. They just never intended to pay it back. He never intended for them to pay it back, so... But was he taking a percentage back then in his I, own pocket? That's where well, the crime comes in, right? Well, but here's the really funny part. So, like, a week later, his wife starts working at a different sector of the bank. Red flag. And making... Like, she really didn't do anything. She had no qualifications to work in the department she was working in. Right. And then he started, when he got out of jail, like, two years later, 
he started working for a different sector of the same company. And they let him work for the bank again? No, not for the bank. Oh, a different oh, a different company. Okay. So owned by the same people, but like a different company. So so putting two, to, two and two together, they were in on it also, and he was the fall guy. Yeah. So There you go. Apparently, he'd kind of done the same thing at the other bank. Okay. And there was a lot of people that were from that other bank that were at this bank. Okay. And so I think there was some well-known, hey, we need somebody to do something. You do this. We'll take care of your family. And you serve some time, and you come back, and you'll have a cushy job. Because he had a... It's the classic story. He had a badass office yeah. upstairs. It, it was right, upstairs right. of where I worked. Right. And, and so... Uh, and, and that's what me, though. It's aided me. Like, yeah, I have a shady past, and I used to fucking lie, cheat, steal, do all that shit. Um, but it's aided me in spotting that now from a mile away, especially, like, working in bars and stuff. I can tell you a crooked bartender that's pocketing money almost right away because there's patterns, and you see things, uh-huh. and you can you can tell. You can tell. And I can, I, can, I can walk into a bar and be served by a bartender and be there for an hour and be like, you're stealing money from this place. I can tell right now. <laughs> You better give me some of that, or I've You better give me a cutter. I'm going to blow the whistle, god damn it. I'm going to blow the whistle. We never had the dog whistle challenge, by the way. No. We talked. Let's bring that. That's a callback. That's an 85-episode-later callback. Yes. <laughs> I believe so. So, yeah, you know, there's nobody that can't say that they've got something in their past. I mean, and I will tell you, and you know me. I'm always full transparency. Every skeleton in my closet, I will talk about freely with any of my friends, anybody I know. I, I'm, I'm ashamed of it, but I've also paid my debts off and repaid them. Yeah, and, and I think anybody that has faced up to what they've done, I mean, I never got caught. Right. But if I'd have gotten caught, holy oh. fuck. Oh, man, I'm talking about just all the shit I got caught for. But, yeah, there's, there's so many other crimes. But, like I said, most of them were victimless crimes. Or there was a victim and maybe some financial loss, but not a ton. Right. You know, we're not talking about anything like thousands of dollars. We're talking right. about you maybe didn't reckon, reckon something that cost 50 bucks. You know? Right. You didn't ruin anybody's life or no. you know, anything like that. But, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's stuff that I look back on that me and my friends did that it's like, holy shit. If, if we were caught doing that now, right. we, we'd be on a, like, seriously, we'd have been put away. Dude, there, would, you, there would be no. If, if we grew up. And I know you can say this with 100% certainty also. If we grew up now where everybody's carrying around a fucking camera and we lived like we did back then, we'd be in prison. Oh, God, I'd be yeah. in prison. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be in Gitmo. Yeah. <laughs> you know. They'd, they'd lock me up, throw away a key. They'd be like, you know what, you're getting out through Afghanistan, boy. That's right. What are you in for? Everything. <laughs> I'm in for all of it. That's right. I was all in. So, yeah. I definitely have like a teardrop tattoo and like a, one of those spider webs on my elbow. Oh yeah, I'd be I'd be macrameing shivs. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd be watching Martha Stewart to get all the prison tips that she's got in her shows now. Her and Snoop Dogg talking about yeah. it. Isn't that the crazy part? I, I, that's a great meme right there, and I don't know if anybody's ever made it, but you know Martha and Snoop have done shows together, and they're great together, by the way. But just be like, which one of these is the criminal? Guess which one of these is the uh, convicted felon? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no shit. No shit. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, they ain't guessing Martha Stewart. No. No. And, like, man, Snoop lost a lot of street cred being, like, a football coach and, like, oh, I know. Being all all that with his kids. <laughs> and you know what? I bet you if you were to ask him, he's like, I'll tell you where you can take that street cred. You can put it in my vault with millions of dollars and I'll be okay, right? Yeah, well, 
when you can buy the street, you can have the cred. That's right. Bitch, I bought the street. Got the street, motherfucker. That's right. I don't need the cred no more. Yeah, I got the shizzle. What does that street say? It says, for shizzle my nizzle. Yeah. And what's the next street over say? Snoop Dogg. <laughs> That's with the D-O-double-J. That's right. <laughs> I love I, Snoop. I love Calvin. I love Calvin. Calvin's amazing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, to if be... If you're out there listening, Calvin, come on our show. We'll have you on. Yeah. And we'll pay even, for Steve Gutenberg to we'll come on with you. we smoke weed with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I say, bring Steve Gutenberg with you. Bring Goot. We, we know you and Goot are fucking tight. Hell yeah. You know, I do got to say, I, I saw a clip the other day of uh, Michael Winslow from yes. the Police Academy movies doing, like, sound effects. He, he used to be much better. He's, you know, here's the thing that scares me, and I know it's going to happen. You, as you get older, like, right now, you and I, like, when you push your voice and it's got that strength to it, when you get older, yes, you, you lose that. You actually lose that. Yes. I've had times when I'm, I'm not able to push, like, get my voice out there right now. And then the next step is to do Schneeberger's commercials. You see? Schneeberger's in Kansas City. I can't even get through. Schnee. That zesty, that zesty. Queso sauce. <laughs> it's I tried, not going to suck itself. I held it up to him earlier. He totally denied me. Bad Linden. Bad Linden. I'm going to take your vape away. Where's the beer? <laughs> Holy shit. I'm sobering up. This is going to be terrible. Terrible radio. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you. I'm lucky. I still have like half a glass, but you've been, you've been dry. I'm so dry. My, uh... The bubbles on the side of my glass are starting to just stick to it, like a residue. The ghost of beer's past. I've got residue, goddammit! What kind of monkey wrench business are you running here? 40% of your clientele right now are thirsty. thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see this? Do you see it? Oh, kinda, come on, baby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. I kind of feel like I should rub his nose in it when he comes over here. Come over and be on the podcast. What's that? I kind of feel like I should rub his nose in my empty glass when he comes over here. Bad Linden. Bad. Bad Linden. You got a rolled up newspaper anywhere? Fuck. God Somewhere. Damn it. <laughs> next time. Next time. On the next episode of the PA Podcast Express. Man, it's got really boring since we got out of beer. Well, I know. Beer is what fuels creativity. Thank you. Thank you. About damn time. Here we go. All right. To illustrate, I am now pouring a beer. Spilling. Adam. Spilling. I spilled a little bit, just a droplet. And, of course, giving him all kinds of head here. Jesus <laughs> Look at that head. That's a good... That's a good Four to six inches ahead right there. <laughs> In a five-inch glass. It, it, with no gag reflex. <laughs> In a five-inch glass. I got six inches ahead in a five-inch well, glass. Well, it was sticking a good inch above it there. Skills, baby. Skills. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. You know. This is terrible. This is, you know, how can I'm, I? I'm losing my touch. I'm not as funny as I once was. 
Oh, dude, you've never been funny. Gay! <sighs> <laughs> you know, I don't like the dick, but he's got a point. That's funny. <laughs> that that warms my heart every time I hear it. Tuscola Palooza! Tuscola Palooza! He actually sounded like... Did you see my interview with that? My interview with that guy was. Do you see me just staring off into space like I yeah. don't give a fuck at all? Dude, I noticed that when I was filming it, and I'm like, "Oh man, what a!" You know, what? I was doing that on purpose, right? Uh huh. Like, uh, you, I couldn't. I had to. I almost over. I overplayed. I over dramatized my my disinterest, didn't I? No, I think you were genuinely that disinterested. <laughs> I mean, he didn't even have makeup on anymore. I know. Like, I wanted to interview Kiss with fucking makeup on. That's and why. You'd my, have, and you'd have settled for those guys with makeup right, on. For those dudes with makeup on. But instead, uh, so what? Uh, does it is it painful for you to do this interview without your makeup on right now? You know, I'll be honest. I, Ace Freely. Yeah. Even the white, thick white makeup couldn't cover up the liver spots on that guy. <laughs> You got it. He was 130 years old. At least. I mean, he's probably gonna, he would probably go on HBO and be like, hey, Crypt Keeper, you're a good kid. You're a good kid. <laughs> so we should have Detroit Rock City on our podcast. We should. We'll, we'll, on, we'll, give, them, we'll give them as, uh, as uh, what's his nuts would say, a web redemption. Yeah, we'll, we'll put as much energy into your interview as uh, you put, you into, put into the, the show. performance. <laughs> he almost lit me on fire for Christ's sake. The the best part was listening to the person who introduced them say, I go up there, you wanted the best. You got the best. It's Kiss. It's Detroit Rock City. He introduces them with all this energy and then they're tuning their damn guitars. Ding ding ding! It's fucking great. Tascola Palooza! Tascola Palooza! Holy shit! You know? Oh my god. Do you realize the coaching I got before that interview? Oh, I... Dude. Yes, I do. I was told I couldn't say the word suck. I couldn't say the word <laughs> low energy. I couldn't say the word... I couldn't say the word shit. I couldn't say the word what the fuck. <laughs> I couldn't... I couldn't insult anyone's mother. Uh, no, do not talk about the errors in the uh, performance. <laughs> don't, don't talk about the missed notes. Don't talk about the... Don't, Oh my! No, I know I the think, coaching you got, but I think I, I I pieced that interview together very well. I think. Well, the beauty was so at right afterwards when because he's like <coughs> when Eric comes up, he's like Phil's going to interview these guys, yeah, and like didn't even give me the option at all. And afterwards, he's like that wasn't a slight to you. It's just I had a talk with Phil, a long talk. <laughs> Which I love you, Eric, and yes. And I, so shockingly, for as inebriated as I is, I still went through with his wishes very well, didn't you I? You did. You did very, very well. <laughs> you did very well. We were well-behaved on the after show as well. 
My only, I know, my only slight, my only slight was my disinterest in my eyes as I, as I gaze into the, as I gaze into the abyss while he's talking. For all anybody knew, there was, there was naked bitches behind over there. They were behind me. Oh shit. Gay. No, wait, that's not gay. There were bitches. That's the one I was looking for. That one's over here. So let's just say they're a Kiss tribute band called Detroit Rock City. And they were a hose all over their dressing room. Their VIP lounge? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I don't think any of them were there for them. But No, no, no. They, Although they, that tall redhead they had, uh, dude. the stage manager. I mean, she was worthless, but yeah, nice to look at. I Was she the one setting off the pyros? She was set off some of them, yeah. The pots, yeah, she set off some of those. Because yeah. she almost killed one of them. Just, know, just so everybody's aware. He said he fucking lit his fucking... Oh, the headstock was headstock just smoldering. Of his guitar just fucking... just smol- and he's, like, not playing the guitar for a minute, and then he, like, touches it like, oh, is it still hot? Like a monkey discovering fire. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ah, ah. Ba-boom. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, so if you haven't checked out that video, go to the Old Guys Rocking YouTube page. We, we shared it to our uh, Facebook I, I know, page, but, too. But definitely go to Old Guys. Well, you have to go to Old Guys Rocking YouTube page to view it from Facebook. Right. Go there, subscribe to Pl- that. And tell your friends, please. You know, I know I plead this all the time. This the, Teamwork makes the dream work. We need to network. Just tell your friends about it. We want that video. We want to give them the PNA Podcast Express bump. Right now it's at about 160 views or so. Let's get that up to like 500 or 1,000, right? So, like, they have a video out there of uh, short time life. Yeah. It, it, get off frickin', of my lawn. Yeah. yeah. Freaking hilarious. It's, it is funny. That and one has a lot of views. That one has a lot of views, and for good reason, because it is funny as shit. It's, it's very funny. And it, it's well edited, well done. They, they recreated all these oh, songs. Eric, I mean, so Eric, much work. Eric is a maestro. Like, Eric is fucking great at what he does. Like, he's a perfectionist, which I appreciate. But his edits, even on the video we did, his edits are just fucking masterful, man. Yeah, he, he did a great job. <laughs> I could, we went and recorded it on Tuesday night, Thursday, when it's released. I'm like... What the shit? So that just shows what that shows me, and I love you, Eric, is that you were enthusiastic about getting it out because it's good, because it's good content. He's probably like, finally, two guys that look worse than Mike and I. That's right, two guys that make <laughs> us look great. Yeah. We look old, but not that old. Like, no, no, we look old. Those guys look shitty. Although your phone antics were amazing, and I don't think a couple of your really good ones didn't even make the cut, I don't think. No, I had a couple that were. Yeah. I guess I'm not going to lie, full disclosure, I fast-forwarded through most of the content where we're interviewing the bands and such and just watched the last... Well, I we kind of lived that. I watched the first six minutes, and I watched the last 20 minutes. Seriously, watch the whole thing. Okay, Sometime. I will. Like, I, I mean, it's, it's... See, here I am telling listeners, asking listeners, not telling. I don't tell anyone anything, uh, except for my number, phone number, 9895... Never mind. Um... I'm asking our listeners, please check out the video. Please. It's 55 minutes and 38 seconds long. And it's funny. And it, it, like, the whole thing is good. I there's, mean, there's some good. The thing that I love is Mike and, and Eric, God bless their souls, they don't do improv. And we do improv. Everything we do is right. improv. But they, it was they a new for well them, but they, the they hung us. with us. They hung right they with did. us. They did. It was, it was a ton of fun. Like, I mean, I, like they even knew that this was our game. And they hung right with us, like toe to toe, man. Well, they, they 
they stepped into our world yeah. without fear and did well. They so, did well. Vis-a-vis, and we asked them, like, please be on our podcast, and they agreed. So we're going to have a podcast with the old guys rocking, too, and they're going to video some stuff and put on their channel. And uh, this is cross, uh, cross-examination. No, September cross, 12th is cross, the day. Cross-examination, no, cross-pollination, no, Polynesian, no, um, cross-promotion. That's the word I'm looking for. Yes, yes, cross Cross dressing, cross dressing, um, ranch dressing, um, rancho com- rancho cucamonga. Um, no, that's not the word I'm looking for. Oh God! Yesterday I went to El Dairy- Rancho. Yeah, El Rancho. Did you get Quasar sauce? Oh no, dude! How did you know where I was going? I got the Runny Ranch from DQ the other day. Holy oh. fuck! You don't like Runny Ranch? No. I mean, the flavor's great, but I like something that sticks to it. We can no longer be friends. Uh, Just think how good it would be if it was just a little thicker. The runniness is the best part. Ah, no. The waiting is the hardest part. Okay. Um, How do you know exactly? We've been doing this podcast together way too long, though. When you know exactly what I'm thinking and where I went to eat. When I just said simply the other day, I went and you're like, did you get the zesty queso sauce? Yes, it was DQ. Well, you, you, you said you said DQ. Yeah, you said the other day I went to DQ. Okay, so no, I didn't have to read no, it. I had it. I had it. Oh, maybe I heard that. No, you heard that in your head. You you tuned in to what's in my brain, Steve Cook. You need to uh, Cookie. You need to settle this argument because I think I Cookie. You said. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're sending this to Cookie. Cookie, official review. All right, official review, Cookie. We will give you 20 seconds to officially review. Hold on, hold on. All right, I lied. 10 seconds. That's it. That's all you get, Cookie. There you go. Now, uh, that didn't help because it's pre-recorded. Oh, but, uh, shit. You're right. Watch him text me, though. Watch him text me. Phil, you well, didn't say DQ. Remember he, that night he texted? He's like, holy yes. fuck. It's insane. Does he hide out? Is he at the pool table? He might be. He might. <laughs> he put a microphone in the cheese grater. You know, just in case uh, anybody wondered, Cookie is a pretty phenomenal guy. Oh, he's amazing. And I love the enthusiasm and the love he has for not only our show, but for everything. Lo- like Thumb local Tailgater. Entertainment. Local media. Thumb Tailgater as well as even the radio station. Like, he follows... He follows everything we do on a radio station for Sound Like Broadcasting, for Thumb Tailgater Sports. Yeah. Which, by the way, check us out on Thumb Tailgater Sports also. You'll hear Adam's voice. You'll hear my voice. Adam did some commercials. and Yeah. Yeah, I haven't done a game yet this year. And I, 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 will, get there. I, I will, but. I've already know. done a couple. Yeah. With JB. Oh, I forget our listeners know JB. And Mike Smith. And, uh, of course, Eddie Fury, who will, refuses to come on our podcast. Ashley's also part of it. Ashley's been a guest. So. You know, we don't just all sit around and, and talk about things at the old STD and drink beer. We we actually do things that are productive to society. What? Huh? Holy shit. That was painful to say. And probably not true. Ha! 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 It's a trash oh, we, can, not a trash can't. We, uh, we both went Pee Wee Herman voice. Ha! 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 I, this has been a, a very... I don't... This podcast is all sizzle and no steak right now. 
I don't know. My story about rolling a tractor wasn't too bad, but I don't. Are you emailing somebody? I, I'm. I'm actually. Uh, I just sent Eric the Tuscola Palooza drop. Tuscola Palooza. Tuscola Palooza. <laughs> Not for losers. Um, actually, Eric believes it is September eighth. It's a Wednesday. We're going over there. Wednesday. A Wednesday. A Wednesday. Well, tell him I'm game. Cause let me look at my calendar. Yes, I'm available that night. Jokes on you. I'm available every night. Normal exclusions apply. Send a self-addressed temp envelope to P.O. Box 23456, Deckerville, Michigan, 48427. Care of Joe Mama. Remember the days of a self-addressed stamped envelope? Send a self-addressed stamped envelope nah, to this, The Price is Right. This this offer available to everyone. Just send a self-addressed stamped envelope to... Holy shit. You know, it's the ghost... We've... How many different iterations of this show? We've done so many, like... We do jerky tasting. We've done challenges. We had... Uh, we had... J.R. Jupiter as a correspondent for a bit, which he's going to be back. He'll be back. With S.A. Saturn. With S.A. Saturn. Yes. So, J.R. Jupiter should do a bit really soon. You know, I'm going to give him an email. Um, maybe next week... Um, maybe next week J.R. Jupiter should talk about something. He probably should. I mean, he's got to have some material built up now. Ouch. He's been time hopping like I a mean, fucking madman. I mean, right now, he's got he's got the juggernaut set up right now that if he blows his load, it's just going to be all over everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a lot like the uh, scary movie. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 just like when when he came on stage and yelled, Tascola Palooza! Look at Lindley sitting up there waiting in the bullpen. He's in the bullpen. To come in and get the save. Little, uh, here we go. Little did he know, he could have, they all could have come over and just hopped on right now. We don't give a shit. Yeah, we it's, got, not like, it's not like this is good content. No, we got open microphones and they're just sitting here. Lots of holes. They're just sitting here flaccid and unused. Yes. <laughs> My, like, come well, stroke them. Come, come get them up, you know? Mine's not flaccid. <clears throat> no, mine's fully erect. Did you yep. uh, did you hear about the man who uh, yours is bigger than mine, but it's got a like a hook to yeah, the left, a little hook, a little to the left. Yeah. Uh, did you hear about the man who uh, choked in a Viagra? No. He died of a stiff neck. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible producing right there. So, so a man walks into his doctor and says, "I want a prescription for for half a pill of Viagra." And he's like, "Half a pill of Viagra." Sir, my, may I ask you why you want that is half, peculiar. half a p- pill? Is it because you want to satisfy your wife? And he says, no, I just want to quit pissing on my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Are you walking in with Matt to the doctor's when he goes in? Is that yes, a- yes. Matt's like a half a pill of Viagra. Just bought me some new kicks. Don't want to piss on them. <laughs> I got them latest kicks from NK. I got me a set of them Nike Monarchs like all the dads wear. <laughs> I'm going to mow the lawn in them next. You ever you ever go in? Like, I'll tell you what. Years ago, I, I bought a pair of my Nike Monarchs just because I wanted a cross-training shoe. 
Of course. Holy shit, the most comfortable thing you ever put on your foot. Can't bring myself to wear them for casual, just like walking around. Right, right. Because, you know, that's when I do that, <laughs> I will actually go get Viagra and like probably other old Centrum Silver. So I have a friend in Seattle. And uh, he insisted he wanted to give me Viagra because he says if you're vital like we are and you take a Viagra, you just fucking you just hammer all night long. And I said, well, I love the idea, but here's the problem. What am I going to hammer on, my fucking hand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe, maybe, it's just going to interrupt my sleep cycle at this point. Maybe he wanted to go around with you. Perhaps. No, no, no. <laughs> Gay! That's very astute. I only said that so I could play that drop. I know without, you did. Like, you Which know, I hope you're still purpose. listening. I gotta gotta get a hold of some of my friends in Seattle and see if they still listen. I want to have my buddy Drew on here. He's the guitarist for the band Buffalo Preacher, and uh, they're going places. Like they're starting to get airplay out there on radio stations and rotation and things like that. Nice. Yeah, we. I'm talking. Look at me. I'm talking an old timey radio uh, lingo. Starting to get rotations. It's like you're at uh, WTGV or something like that. WBGV. No, WTGV. And WBGV is country. Oh, WTGV. Playing the greatest hits of the 60s and the 70s. I forgot what came after the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was their name again? Uh, Buffalo Preacher. Oh, that's right. That's right. Buffalo Preacher. So I got aced out of School of Rock again this Saturday night because Eddie's going on vacation. He's like, I'm just going to pre-record it. Well, thanks a lot, Eddie. Lame. Ha! Lame! Ha! I keep getting... Oh, wait. Remember I told you the story about the the, the softball tournament thing? Co-host is all he sent me. Like, I thought I had done great. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. You or I would never do that to each other. Like, if they just said, like, host of the podcast, PNA Podcast Express, I'd be like, that's fucking great, buddy. I wouldn't just send you back co-host. I'd be like, we're going places because we're a fucking team, and I get it. If one of us succeeds, both of us succeeds. Well. And that wasn't my choice. Like, no, no, but you also know if I were to, like, interview for something, I would, of course, mention that you're my co-host. But this was put by a third party in the paper. I had no bearing over it, you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just happened. Well, and are is it not are you not a host of the School of Rock? That is correct. So, you know, Eddie never listens to this, so I don't mind saying, you know, things like this. Well that wasn't that wasn't what I expected. That wasn't what I expected either. I expected that to be way better than that. I should have. That's the hell of not planning. <laughs> Once in a while, it works so great. Like when you find the PNA podcast on YouTube. Oh, good lord! Let's see if this one works out any better for me. Turn of events, a superhero is being sued for f***ing someone who apparently didn't want to be f***ed. The plaintiff, Oliver Sansweet. Mr. Sansweet didn't ask to be f***ed. Mr. Sansweet didn't want to be f***ed. And the injury received from Mr. Incredible's actions, so-called, causes him daily pain. Denied? 
You're denying my claim. I'm on a fixed income. And if you can't help me, I'm a I'm sorry, ma'am. I know you're I don't understand it. By the way, I, lo- I love the fact that... Has Dash done something wrong? Uh, he's a disruptive and he openly me in front of the class. I love the fact that whenever I pull up my YouTube channel I'm signed into, the one of the first videos that always presents me is 10 straight hours of farting noises. That is pretty fantastic. See, here's what I like to call... Here's a segment I like to call um, Making Algorithms Your Bitch. So... I've typed into the search engine the word fart enough in my YouTube account that it knows that the first video it's going to present to me is 10 hours of farting noises. And it's the same for YouPorn and Pornhub, too. Like, when I sign in, like, they know what I want, but I like to mix it up every once in a while and change genres, as we've talked about numerous times before. Um, Right now, I mean, I don't know. What I'm on to right now. Stepsis porn is always really good. Uh, and I don't think they're actually stepsister and brother. I mean, they could be. They could be. But it's not likely because generally when I see their, their mom or their dad or whatever, um, I, I've recognized them from other videos. So, I mean, I don't think it's a, a family unit that is something we should believe, maybe. I, I think it's all for show, but I don't know. I've... I don't... They could be. I mean, in the porn industry, do they just, like, pass around people and get married randomly so they have, yes. like, their daughters uh, or son or the dad? Like, stepdaughter, too. Like, if you got married to a woman and you wanted to bone her daughter, eh, it's, it's, it's a plausible scenario, I would think. Better than marrying a woman and having a daughter with her that you wanted to bone. You know what, Adam? Once again, thank you. It's, that's it's the that's clarity. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's the clarity that I bring to the table. That that is it right there. You know that is the difference. That is the difference between going from like um, porn worthy to just skeezy right there. Yeah, that's the line. You just you actually just illustrated the line better than anyone ever has. I think. I mean, Lord knows there's enough daddy daughter stuff out there, anyways. But oh, gross. Yeah. So, this is probably more what I was looking for when I talk about Eddie. President, nobody knows what he would do. He doesn't know what he would do. Did Mr. Trump go too far in your wife? He did. He did. I never tasted cop until I was in the And it wasn't that good. But, uh, is this one of those well-placed censorship He's things? Master yes. husband will remain focused on only one thing. This beautiful country. She puts the cunt in country. Me from behind. I was extremely careful with my hair. I'm hard, and I intend to keep as hard as I can. Until, uh, That's the, uh, beautiful. Or cocks. Or 
That's beautiful. And one of the qualities that I've always admired about Ted, really since the day we met, is how incredibly unfuckable he is. Unfuckable. It almost felt like watching mom and dad's. It got very uncomfortable to up close. Did anybody last night? That's the best one right there. Did anybody uh, sleep a wink last night? Did anybody suck a dick last night? <laughs> That's such a great edit. That is, uh, that is, folks. If you want to edit audio, yeah, that is how you do it right there. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. Those well placed censorship things are fucking amazing. Um. So there's a comedian I saw, and I wear the shirt all the time. You got to go see Steve Sable. Okay, not from NFL Films. Oh, Steve Sable from NFL Films. The what is it? The uh, which wind is it? The November? No, the November winds of Raider. Is it October? The autumn wind is the, a pirate. Yeah, the autumn wind is a pirate. That's that's classic too. Steve Sable with NFL Films. You know how he got that job, right? His dad was like the commissioner. Same with Joe Buck. You got it. Oh, we play this. We play this in the autumn wind is a pirate. Pirate. Blustering in from sea. This this actually makes me like the hair in the back of my neck standing up right now. Like we play this with thumb tailgater. You want to go and and like watch football? Fuck yeah. I'm ha- You know, I'm happy. Unlike Eddie, I'm happy we're back to football at some some tailgater sports. Like, well, yeah. I, you know, I I can honestly say this. Friday night we did the game in Ugly. We sat in a booth, and it felt like home. And I don't mean home like I didn't grow up there. I didn't. But the the energy, the everything, like it felt like the before time. And it was about the football. It was about the kids. It was about the, the game. It was about everything. And uh, it was a great broadcast. Like, it, it got my enthusiasm, like, just just riled right up. You know, I, I, you were part of this discussion, too, that, that was on Facebook about, like, coaches and stuff. And, right. You know, oh, this coach is great. This coach is bad. There, at the high school level, there is no such thing. If a coach is there putting time in to other people's kids – Right. Whether they have their own kids on the team or not. I mean, I, I've, I've coached a long time right. for, for free. This year I have no kids in right. the program at all. Um, I still want to coach. I probably – I don't have as much time in because I'm not hauling my kids around to stuff. But right. I'm still – you know, I do the schedule for the league. I do right. – you know. I, as, far, as far as coaches go, like for varsity football, I respect probably – 80% of them, but some of them are just on a whole nother level. Like, there's a coach up north in a school here that's been there forever, and uh, he he not only coaches his young men, but he molds them into men because yeah. he covers other things, not just football-related with them, like life lessons that he, he works on them with because he says he wants to mold a generation of fine young men, not just... Not just football players, right? Well, you know, and, you know I've I've coached wrestling. This will be my seventh season, right? Coaching wrestling, um, varsity. I, I coached assistant coach for varsity back from like ninety seven to two thousand. Um, coach my kids and and every a whole bunch of kids up through the youth program and stuff. And it, it's not 
you want to create it's awesome to create a kid who's successful at wrestling mm-hmm. but if you can't teach them to be successful in life in life yeah. then, then you haven't done your job and, and it's and what does it know, matter but I just you know a lot of people I, I get asked once in a while like oh high school sports and I'm like you don't realize how rewarding it is when somebody comes up to you and they say that they're happy that you're broadcasting those games. It's an outlet. It's coverage for the kids. Do you know how many of these kids are just ecstatic that their names get mentioned? Yeah. You know? That's, and they'll that's go the back and listen to, to it and just to hear their name called right. or, you know, just to, to relive. Right. You know, it's such an emotional thing to play as a kid yeah. in high school sports. I mean, And you don't realize it at the time because when you're in high school, your world's so small. That you don't, re- and that's all you know. That you don't realize that in that instant, it's gone. And when it's gone, it's never ever going to be back. Well, you, you you lived it. You yeah, of course. You played your last football game. I did, and I, I remember played my well. last football game. I can remember just hanging out on the field with a couple of the other players. We sat on the field for an hour afterwards. Yeah, and most of us bawling because I, we knew. Yeah, that was the last that time was I was going to put pads on. That you know, wasn't that, that wasn't the last time I put pads on, but that was the last. Game, a game I played in. I mean, I, I I was at Saginaw Valley, but I was on the practice squad, so I didn't play right. in a game. But still, yeah. But yeah, it it, it uh, that realization that all right, this part of my my journey is done. And you think that's your whole life too? It's oh weird. yeah, at that time. Well, it is. At that time, it is. Like, and, and then you get your heart just crushed, or what you think is crushed, equivalent to it, in high school, and then you experience real life, and you realize that that was. That was more of a, uh, of an infatuation, you know. When I when I played, we were my junior and senior year. We were uh, seven and two and six and three. Didn't make the playoffs either year because they didn't tough. have the rules. It was hard to make. The it was there. hard to make the playoffs, and we'd only lost like my junior year. We'd only lost to Harbor Beach, who went to the state finals. Right. You know, we had a blowout game with them. It was just an offensive insanity. Um, Virtual insanity. <clears throat> Right. But, you know, it, it was all of that. You, you, like, lived and died right. every game, you know. And it was that. It was, And, you know, for me, like, my senior year, like, I fancy myself as a somewhat intelligent individual. I was the guy who would memorize the playbook for every position player on offense on the field. And our quarterback who, here's a great callback, he's the guy who married the, the girl that, I had a crush on in high school, oh, who I, the princess who I supposedly dented her car. He didn't remember shit. So basically in the huddle, if people didn't know what they were supposed to do, they had to ask me, and they did. Yeah. yeah. So I was not that guy. And I was an I, offensive lineman. I was a big ugly. I was a, I was a guy in the trenches just pushing people around going, you know, ooh and, and on and, and wondering, uh, you know, and, and, and enamored with the wonder of the tire, the wheel and fire, you know. I... I never lost to Deckerville. I never lost to Sandusky. And I never beat Harbor Beach. I never lost to Sandusky. Three straight years. And uh, the only team that beat me twice was USA. And that's it. Yeah. USA was pesky. Yeah. They they were tough. We Oh, I uh, lost to Harbor Beach once and beat them twice. So, which the coach I mentioned earlier, Troy Schelke, he's awesome. There. Yeah. Oh. He is... He is He's everything I would want for my own son to have as a coach. Yeah, absolutely. Just selfless guy. He's out there for the right reasons. You know, yep. even the coaches that get paid, like I, I volunteer all my time. Right. Our program doesn't get funded by the school at all. 
So a, a lot of times I'm well in the hole no. by the end of the season. Right. But it's almost like having a podcast. It almost, well, <laughs> yeah, probably worse, maybe even. Um, so like, you know, going in and uh, knowing that even if I was paid, if I was paid fifteen hundred bucks for the year, I'm going to make about fifty cents an hour. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. By the time you figure the time spent in practice. But All you day know on what? Saturday. If you're like me, just like doing the thumb tailgater stuff, you wouldn't trade it for the world. Though. No, absolutely not. I, I love doing it. You know, my wife at first, when I was like, she goes, are you going to keep coaching after the boys are done with school? I'm like, I'd like to. Stay involved somehow. Yeah. yeah you know, and, and I'm, I'm like, I'd really like to because I, right. I, I enjoy it. I feel like it, uh, you know, I absolutely loved wrestling when I was in school. It right. wasn't it wasn't my best sport. My right. best sport was always baseball. Um I got injured in baseball, couldn't throw anymore, but I, I could still wrestle. So I, yeah. I jumped into that, both feet and dedicated. I, I liked wrestling more, but right. baseball is my best sport. Football, I did to get in shape for wrestling, which was always a complete failure because it does not get you in shape for wrestling. No, it's, it's um, apples and oranges, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's a totally different type of conditioning. And But at least I wasn't sitting on my duff. You right. know? And, and I, I like for kids to play, you know, I, I like our kids to play more than we talk about that, and even the MHSA has PA, you know, public service announcements about multiple sports helps. It builds coordination. It builds, you know, some people specialize, and unless you're a generational talent or one of those ones you know is going to make it, don't specialize. Like, do my, I tell my kids, play the sport you want. They they love soccer. My son thinks he's going to play basketball. I said, whatever you want to play. He's like, well, you are a football player. You want me to play football? I said, if, only if you enjoy it. Yeah, well, my my oldest played football. Um, yeah. Didn't play past his sophomore year. Dedicated himself to wrestling because he, and now he does it in college and loves it. He does it in college and loves it, and it's paying for his college. I right. haven't I haven't shelled out a dime for it. Isn't so that beautiful too? It, it's. I have a hard time. I wish he'd have played more sports. I wish he'd have stayed, you know, right. stayed involved in football and things like that. But kind of hard to argue with the results he had. Absolutely, one hundred. So, so it, it's a, uh, it's one By of those way, things I hate that, that that's a cliche. One hundred. Yeah, no. you yeah. are correct. One hundred percent correct. You are one hundred percent correct. But you know, he's into his junior year. He's yeah. he's an honor student. He uh, he had three nine seven last semester through all the uh, through all the turmoil that so was last semester. So he's doing it right. He's doing it all. Yeah. So he learned so much from the dedication that it took to be an athlete and to. You know, he started researching and buying into that well ahead of time. Yeah. And I know we're not doing anything even close to comedy right now, but, you know. Wah, wah, wah. But it, it's one of those things that I, you know, I feel pretty uh, feel pretty strong about. We're being taunted. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Wrap but, up your thought. And- but, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things that, if you have kids and you want to get them involved in something sports, I don't know. There's something about it, win or lose, however they do. Now, my youngest son, yeah, he didn't really – he gained a lot from wrestling as far as, like, mentality-wise and, right. and life lessons. But and, he's and wired learning. different. You know, you can have two different kids and they have so many different right. thoughts and they're just – He had no interest in being a – you know, he worked hard. Don't get right. me wrong. He worked his tail off. But he didn't have interest in being a state champion. He didn't have an interest in being... Right. He had interest in doing it for fun, being part of a team, and that was fine. And that's good. Yeah. You know, that's the number one thing as far as if you're a parent, if you're a 
a mentor, a teacher, anything? Tell people to pursue their passions, kids. Tell them, don't, don't pigeonhole them, don't tell them they have to do something. You know, in life, life is short as it is. Do what makes you happy. And that's it. And that's what we should be, that's what we should be teaching, coaching, mentoring kids to do. Do what makes you happy. Yeah. My son always talks about what he wants to do when he grows up. And he's like, well, do I have to go to college? I said, no. But you have to pursue something. Yeah. So what do you want to do? He thinks he wants to be a chef. I said, that's brilliant. Absolutely. Do the best you can if you're passionate about it. My daughter insists she wants to be an engineer. And I'm just like, well, engineering sucks, but I'm not going to lie. If you're a woman in engineering, it doesn't suck as much as it does for me. And I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's having two kids gives you a unique perspective as to what the vast differences of what two people can need right. to be happy. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and just and that's the key. And that's what I always my kids are always wondering why I always ask them if they're okay, if they need anything or what's going on and if they're happy. And I say because I want you to be happy. Like I will do whatever I can to make sure that you're happy and I always will. And I want you to, and I don't want anybody to tell you you can't do something because you have to do this or you have to do that or this is what's in the script. Pursue your passions because I've been the I've been the guy that I'm in a you know I'm in a profession that it may, you know financially I do very well but I'm not happy and I've not been happy for a while. Well, you know it, it's it's strange because uh, I know a few people in your position profession and they're all they all kind of have the same mindset around the profession because i think when you're when you're doing the type of work that you do after a while whatever passion for it you had tends to fade and i was i had it like i remember i remember the passion i remember it when i was working for boeing fuck i had it like for years i had it and i was i loved it and now now it's just been beat down and corporate corporate's one corporate america is one it's the same old shit, different day. It's some asshole that doesn't know nearly as much as I know telling me what the fuck I should know or should be doing. And having not a clue how, how manufacturing works, how machining works, how princi- basic principles of physics and engineering work. You know? And, you, and these are the people that are, are bossing me around, and it gets tiresome, you know? Well, and I think had I not taken like a 12-year hiatus from doing the type of work that I do with, with right. IT and things like that, I right. would be just as burnt out. Yeah. Because there does come a saturation point where you've kind of done everything. Yeah. And and you're... And that's what I said today. Like, a project came up. I'm like, oh, shit. Same old shit every day. I did this fucking 18 years ago, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it becomes... Uh, yeah. It becomes tough to... Tough to deal with all of it. You oh, know, just so much. And, you know, this is ultimately what I'd love to do. And I'm just going to keep plugging away. I, I thank you for for pushing me and inspiring me because this all came about last what September October when you're like let's just do the podcast. Yeah, we're we're almost going to be a year to the day. Yeah, I mean I, I will look up here in just a second and see when our before we get off the air here to see when our our first uh, our first podcast actually ran or when we recorded it because uh, I did it on this machine. Machine. And I can look that up. You should 
you, do you have another thought coming here? Because I have to use the restroom, so. Well, we're, we're going to have to end this one quick. Is, are we wrapping up? Really? We're over an hour, right? Oh, we're at like an hour and 15. Oh, we're good. We're golden. We've given you the, I don't know if it's quality content. There was some humor in there. It got really serious this last half hour, though. The last 15 minutes or so. It's okay. But yeah, I mean, it can't all be, it can't all be jokes, people. Oh, even I'm not that good. No. Sometimes we just got to go into the zone. But uh, if the thing you'll find out about me, and I think you, I believe that about you too, Adam, is we're brutally honest. I'm honest. I don't, I don't lie about shit. I, I tell it how it is, and I tell it how I see it, and that's it. I'm sorry. I, I, you know what? I'm not going to apologize for being me. I, I lie constantly. Adam's not, not even my name. I know. God damn. So, wow, that's a bombshell right there. Yeah. My real name is Adam. And but my, I spell it differently. I know. I go A-D-A-M instead of A-D-A-M. I thought it was going to be A-T-O-M. No. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. You would be wrong. You are wrong. So what do you have for us in our closing thoughts? Uh, well, the closing thoughts was I was going to try and find our first episode. Tune in on Thursday to find out when our first episode was. Yeah. That would be a good time. In the meantime, he's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. PNA Podcast Express. Pineapple Dimple Arsenal at gmail.com. PNA Podcast Express at gmail.com. We love you all. Please share our podcast with people. Old guys rocking. Let people know we're affiliated somewhat with them a little bit. Anyway, make good choices. 